Isn't that the magic of modern technology? Is that legal? Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, it's Thursday. That means it's time for another Lifestyle Business Podcast. Today, I am joined by three metal grinders, two coconut floor buffers, and of course, my co-hostess with the Moses, a man who, if you Google his name, they'll kindly suggest that you might be looking for the boss. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> doing well. If you guys stick around to the end of the show, Ian will try to hijack this program in front of your very eyes and tell you about some of his hipster health tips. And during the meat and potatoes, we are going to share, we're going to answer questions that we received on Twitter about 15 minutes ago when I sent out a tweet. So we're going to interact directly with the LBP audience. Speaking of the LBP audience, we've got a bunch of new five-star reviews. Five stars from Dragonborn Series says, this is how to make your life more baller. Mike from Vancouver says, this is his favorite podcast ever. Steven writes in to say a booyah to the tune of five stars. Booyah right back at you, Steven. And Steph says, the CEO, yeah, buddy. (laughs) The LBP has totally revolutionized the way I think about myself, my art, my finances, and my future. Well, thank you, Steph. Hopefully, we've changed things for the better. Sometimes I'm concerned, Ian, when people tell me that they've downloaded our first 50 episodes, that uh, we are turning their brains into mush, perhaps. Yes, I am very worried about that as well. Uh, one thing I'd like to point out, we are now on Stitcher, stitcher.com. That's it? That's it? <laughs> Stitcher, I don't even use Stitcher. What is that? Stitcher is a place where you can go and download podcasts. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong about this, but it could be more important than the iTunes store here pretty soon. No way. All right, well, then find us on stitcher.com, the Lifestyle Business Podcast. Hey, we got a call from JP. Let's listen to it. Hey, Dan and Ian, how's it going? It's JP from the First Tropical MBA here. Just wanted to give you guys a shout out. So I wanted to let you know that this past Friday was my last day at work and I'm getting ready to be all packed up and I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur moving to China in September. So Tropical MBA was the awesome experience that was the tipping point for this decision and just want to thank you guys for that awesome experience and also while I'm here wanted to give a shout out to the Dynamite Circle. Uh, it's such a great community. I was you know, asking about banking and tax stuff since I will be moving out of Canada and someone on the Dynamite Circle, a super baller, I won't name names here, answer my question directly. And this is someone who has had the experience of getting a $2 million tax bill from the government of Canada before. How awesome is that? So for those who don't know or haven't checked out the Dynamite Circle, definitely check it out. Hey, JP, man, thanks so much for giving us a ringsy. Look forward to catching up with you in Bangkok, man. It's going to be a total blast. Of course, we're having the, the DC World Summit in Bangkok. Got a couple A-listers now speaking at the event, Ian. Uh, couldn't be more excited about that. That's going to be a super who's who of entrepreneurship in Asia. So I'm looking forward to that. Really uh, excited. We're uh, ironing out the details as we speak, actually, just firing off emails before we got on the show. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. So we got all hands on deck on uh, pulling that thing together. So hopefully after that event, we're going to have a lot of cool 
uh, sort of you know, tips about how to, how to run in-person events and conferences like that. Speaking of in-person events, might as well mention it. On September 13th in New York City, we're going to have an event, Ian. Are you going to be able to make it out to that? I don't know if I even told you about this yet. I don't even know about that event. No. Yep. We're going to have a make light. it, though. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> uh, we're going to have a, a little shindig half-day workshop in New York City on the 13th. So, uh, yeah, hop on the mailing list if you want to hear about that. I'll send out an email. And speaking of emails, I got one from Gail today that said, Hey, Dan, about six months ago, I got interested in making a living online. Way back then, it seemed like a long time ago, I read your posts and I didn't get them. I chose to follow other bloggers who make money online sound much easier. And I did two things, one great and one dumb. The great thing is I got my hands dirty and opened up a website called thedangerousjobsguide.com. That's a great thing. But the dumb thing is I paid zero business to any true business people. So Gail, <laughs> I love that. So Gail, That's awesome. Gail made a turnaround. And uh, came back to the people who make money, to, to whom we, we make it sound very difficult to make money online, which I think, you know, that's fair enough. Other people who make it difficult to make money, <laughs> who make it sound difficult, Mark Cuban, AdSense Flippers, Mark's sister, Jason Calacanis. These are, these are some real business people out there on the interwebs that you guys can get hooked up with if you're sick of all the make money online crowd. Ian, when are we going to get into this whole make money online thing? I can't wait, man. It looks like I this. think we're on our way, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm working on the $15,000 premium coaching. That's I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how to do that. <laughs> All right, Ian, are you ready for the beaten potatoes, man? We got a lot of entrepreneurial goodness coming up. Let's rock it. All right. Dan and Ian, I have been a long-time listener and really enjoy the show. You guys rock and have inspired me to take the future into my own hands. All right. So as a thank you, uh, our friend is pointing us, man, I can't pronounce this name. I should have, I should have written him an email. Um, our friend is pointing us to a, the most recent episode of planet money where they discussed offshore incorporation, which is something we're very interested in. So I took a listen to this and I just want to thank you for the tip. It's great. So we're going to link to this episode in our show notes so that you can take a listen to this as well. Ian, you've, you've got something to say about offshore corpse. Uh, yeah, we talk about offshore corporations quite a bit these days. It's something that uh, we're starting to get into. It's something that's obviously in the news these days. Uh, Mitt Romney, he's got offshore corporations. A lot of people do. Uh, most people think that uh, offshore corporations only happen at the highest level. Um, us as small business entrepreneurs online are proving that theory wrong. Uh, we have offshore corporations set up. And uh, I think a lot of people will in the future as well. I got off the plane from Manila a couple weeks ago to LA and there was a big billboard from, I think it was HSBC, image of a lemonade stand and it had German pricing, Chinese pricing and American pricing. And it said something to the effect like, eventually you will be doing business globally. So like arrange yourself to do so. Right. Um, and I think that's like very true. Um, pretty soon uh, this micro multinational idea um, that's happening at 40,000 feet will happen at 10,000 feet. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to have uh, offshore corporations in the future. Yeah, my hope is that the next ad in that campaign is going to be a picture of your face saying, if this guy can do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm way too ugly for that. But thank you. <laughs> you know, um, I think one of the things that amazed me about listening to this episode is they were sort of amazed that, that's, that this even exists. They were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I could call the Seychelles and they would give me a company, you know, and then they would let me, and then they were like, it was just kind of this like, it was almost over the top amazement. Like, and then I can get a bank account in Singapore? 
and and of course the punchline of the episode was kind of kind of funny because at the end of the show it 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 got worked out that the place in the world that required the least amount of credential is the United States of America. So like, you know, they spent the whole episode talking to all these like quote shady places, but they were like, you know, we need to see a copy of your passport and like all this kind of stuff. In the US it's like, hey, whatever, just give us an address and you're good to go, buddy. Welcome to Wyoming. Yeah, this is the future. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, take a, do take a look at that episode and thanks for the helpful link. Love when the listeners are sending us stuff that we should take a look at. All right, so we've got an email from Joel reaching out from the silent majority. Thanks, Joel. Not so silent anymore. Uh, he wanted us to take a look at his dad's video production company, ProvidenceVid.com. Straight out of Escondido, buddy. We know all about that. Five to ten years ago, my pop was absolutely killing it, but he's having a tough time adapting to uh, the changing marketplace. So, basically... How do we throw these old guys a bone? Guys that haven't quite gotten into the new media space. How can they adapt to the changing marketplace and crush it? Gary V style. Thanks for the question, Joel. What say you, oh business guru? What would you do if you owned ProvidenceVid.com? Ooh, Joel. Yes, thank you so much for writing in. Uh, it seems like you got like a cool little company on your hands here. A video production company, something that in the future I think is only going to grow now that uh, we can all be producers at a fairly... Uh, cheap, inexpensive level. I mean, people are still going to need people to produce for them, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, Joel, I think you've got a cool idea here. Uh, just going to your site, I think uh, one of the things you need to do first is update your site because if I went there, I'm not sure I would trust you to produce anything uh, for me, but it does look like you have uh, a lot of high-quality uh, clients in the past. So uh, you must be really good at what you do. So first I thing put, I would do is I would uh, put those would clients on the front page. Second thing man. I would do is I would start uh, talking about what you do. Uh, so I would start blogging about it. I would start a podcast about it. I would start talking about your craft, talking about the space, what's going on in the industry, who's commenting on uh, these local production companies. All right. So uh, I want to point you towards um, ilovelocalcommercials.com. Not sure if we've ever talked about this before. This is a hilarious site. These guys do parody videos. They go into towns uh, and they will uh, highlight a local business. Like I think one guy was selling trailers and they'll do like a parody video for this guy uh, and they'll put it up on the local channel. It's awesome. I actually think that um, ilovelocalcommercials.com is part of a larger corporation. This is some marketing stunt. But that's exactly right. You need to do some kind of uh, uh, some kind of um, uh, marketing to get your company out there. Yeah, here's the thing. Okay, so also take a look at portala.com. I've been portal-a.com. I've been following these guys since like 07, and they make incredible viral videos, and they focus on that, and then they specialize, and they're crushing it. So that's one way to crush it. First off, you need a blog. You don't need this kind of weird Java landing page or whatever's going on there. You got to put those logos, all the clients on the front page so that I know that you're legit when I get there. I would do something similar to what Ian's saying, but... What I would do is figure out a video product that you can sell and then go and create in mass. So let's say like you make a certain kind of about page video or you make like these local funky kitschy commercials or whatever. You can just go out then and just make them like every Friday you publish one, right? 
and they're always coming out and people look forward to seeing those and then people can just purchase those. So I actually think like, you know, I love this product oriented consulting, Ian, where people could just come to this site and buy a $700 video or a $300 introduction or, and you know, right? So like I'm looking at your blog as each little blog post is like a sales letter for whatever that video type is. It's like, hey, do you want a video type like this? Boom, here's the buy now price. I like that better than you got to quote out everything all the time. So, yeah, I love uh, transitioning into a niche. That's a really good idea, Dan. I want to give a shout out to my boys over at House Studio DC. Uh, they are also a video production company, and one of the products that they do is called $5 Music Video. Obviously, it's not a $5 music video, but they do produce music videos for up-and-coming artists, and that is their niche. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, this is like when you focus, rather than just doing any kind of video production, I mean, fundamentally, the Internet is about... Um, you know, focusing those relationships on a specific niche. So I think that's it. If you can focus yourself in, get rid of that quote form and start doing the same type of work over and over for a specific niche, that's going to be more successful than just, hey, we make videos for anybody who comes to this website. All right. Thanks for that question. What's the next question here? All right. We got a question from Joseph about design and its effect on your income. How important, Ian, is the logo and web design of your company? Uh, everything and nothing at the same time. I always finish with the logo. Actually, I heard Rob Walling. He finishes with the logo. He doesn't have logos for a lot of his sites, so I like that a lot. But design is very important. Uh, I think people a lot of times focus on the design of their logo when they should be trying to focus on the design of their product or engineering their company or their market or their presentation, things that really matter. Uh, the logo is really low on that totem pole. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, I, I think if you want to design anything, design that value proposition or that sales offer. At that at that point, uh, the design of your site and logo is really an optimization. So you got people with, you know, you could have the sweetest uh, design ever, but if you have a, a bunk concept or bad content or a value proposition that makes no sense, you can have the coolest logo in the world and nobody will buy your stuff. Thanks for that question, Joe. Let's move on to the next one. We got a lot of questions, man. They're just keep coming in. Chris asks, uh, do you guys have any tips for being a pioneer in a niche with a brand new type of product other than just don't do it, which is something we, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still stick to my guns on just don't do it. But here, cause here's the thing, Chris, uh, there, I, I was just uh, hanging out at this beautiful home on, on on the beach and it's just this majestic place with boats hanging out and I was like well who who bought this thing this cost a couple coins to rub together here turns out it was some guy who made a, a, a hundreds of millions of dollars with this innovative casting technology and and, and it was it, he was a pioneer he was a leader he was the first person to come up with this product Ian but I can guarantee you the guy wasn't horseback riding the week before you know what I mean like he was in the casting business and it was his knowledge of those products and his knowledge of that marketplace that allowed him to be the true innovator. So, you know, it's a lot of what people mean, you know, when you say innovating online or whatever, it could just mean people are just doing what they think they want to do rather than actually digging in, being a pro and getting to know a marketplace and then becoming an innovator from the inside. That's kind of my... My yeah, I don't know where Chris is coming from if he's already in the market and he's got some cool innovative product that he wants to bring out. But generally, yes, nine times out of ten, the way I've seen this work before is you're immersed in a, in a market, you're already working on a similar product, and then you come out with some kind of innovation. 
Uh, a lot of times, you know, something doesn't exist because the market doesn't want it to exist. And uh, we found out that out the hard way a couple of times. All right, Ian. Ryan asked, how about you guys share with us five ideas that you don't have the time to create? Well, Ryan, we'll do one better for you. We had the time to create these, but we dropped them. <laughs> <So> <laughs> how about the offshore report, man? I, I think there's just so much opportunity in the offshore space. We've talked about this already this episode. I know I rack on it a lot, but it's a huge pain point. It's a moneyed niche. You get to hang out with smart, intelligent, passionate entrepreneurs, and there's just not enough solutions out there in the marketplace for people that, you know, you look at a company like Greenback Tax Services from our, you know, our buddies, uh, our friends, David, David and Carrie, they're crushing it. They're absolutely crushing it because they're helping expats, uh, you know, globalize their small businesses by doing tax returns for ex American expats. Huge pain point, lots of other room in that space um, to provide similar types of services. So number one, offshore report, man. Number two, camera stabilizers. We started this and we didn't finish it. I was at a photo shoot last weekend. Uh, there was a huge opportunity, I still believe, for consumer grade camera stabilizers. Yes, a lot of these DSLRs do have camera stabilizing technology, but that doesn't mean that you need that you don't need a little handheld device uh, to keep it steady. So yeah, and Ryan, this stabilizers is... is still a good one. And I've seen a lot of, I've seen like two or three uh, Kickstarters that have raised ridiculous amounts of money uh, in this niche. And Ryan, this is that age old uh, entrepreneurship principle, which is all boats, you know, go up in a rising tide, which is five years ago, I didn't even know what DSLR meant. And now I don't have a buddy who doesn't have one hanging around his neck. So, you know what I mean? If you can find a marketplace like that and get involved, you're in good shape. Number three, how about business buy-sell marketplaces for highly focused online verticals? This is a huge pain point. If you wanna move your business online, it's extremely difficult and Flippa sucks. There's a lot of crap on Flippa. I wanna to go to a vertical marketplace where there's awesome online businesses. I would go just for fun you know, to browse about. And I'm always looking to sell something. I'm always looking to buy something, but there's not a lot of good online marketplaces for this. So I want one. So please go make one, Ryan. How about for online passive income generating membership sites? I would enjoy that. As would I. Number four, how about classifieds for highly targeted niches? Ian, you love this one. Actually, you're a huge consumer of these classified type websites. I love it. I'm on Craigslist at least 10 hours a day. I think that there is a huge opportunity uh, for something like this, especially in the automotive space when there's just so much junk out there. And I've seen it be successful um, before highly targeted classifieds. I think five I say out of highly targeted niches for classifieds. Five out of 10 Ian business ideas involve in some manner pulling data from Craigslist. <laughs> All right. And finally, number five, Ryan, for you. Uh, how about you start an audience and monetize it by creating in-person events or meetups for that audience to get together, learn from each other and have an amazing experience. How about what uh, Joe Bauer actually does this down in Costa Rica, uh, Joe from allaroundjoe.com, where he's just a mensch when it comes to eating healthy and exercising. And so you can go hang out with Joe in Costa Rica for a couple grand. Uh, and change your life. I mean, that's, that's that's an amazing way to spend a couple of weeks and people have a little bit more freedom and flex flexibility nowadays. It's easier to travel. I think these destination events for blog-based businesses are gonna be huge. 
Yeah, and how about uh, Swiss Miss? Uh, that's a, uh, for those of you that haven't been there, it's swiss-miss.com. Uh, it's a design studio slash blog that she runs out of uh, New York City. I think her name's uh, Tina Eisenberg. But uh, she started this uh, idea, and she was just a blogger, but she started this idea called Creative Mornings. Uh, they ran a Kickstarter project, got tons of money. Um, basically, it's going to be uh, a talk at different parts of the world, um, you know, basically like TED, TED-esque lectures uh, series. And this is a blogger that's starting in-person events. Absolutely, man. I see a lot of opportunity out there uh, for bloggers to pull people together and to throw events, like we're going to do in New York on the 13th. All right. <laughs> All right, finally, let's finish it up. Nate, uh, Ian, we've been, uh, we've, been, we've been maybe getting a little bit long in the tooth with this one. Finally, we've got Nate on Twitter asks us, what are the biggest internet entrepreneur communities in Southeast Asia right now? Well, I, can, I, can, I got a lot to say about this, and it's a, it's a fun question for me. I could geek out on this one for a whole, uh, a, a whole episode. But uh, self-promotion is relevant here, which is to say that the Dynamite Circle is the biggest community of internet entrepreneurs in Southeast Asia, no question. And uh, I'm so excited about, you know, that community now is so powerful, Ian. The, the quality of people that we have speaking at our event is insane. It's awesome. Dude, we've got, you know you've arrived when you got t-shirts, right? We got t-shirts. <laughs> All right. So uh, actually right now, I, didn't, I don't think I told you this, Ian, but we're developing an application for the DC that you can track people where they're at in the world if you want to be tracked. And so people can like do real-time meetups. Uh, it's pretty sweet. So anyway, working on that application. But uh, to answer your we've question. We've also got tank tops. We also. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's impressive, I know. All right, so um, Bangkok. Uh, Bangkok is hands down probably the, the number one location in Southeast Asia right now. That's why we're having our global summit there. Chiang Mai, uh, you know, hailed by Jet Set Citizen as the digital nomad capital of the known universe. It seems like it was really hot last year at this time, and then everybody kind of left when they burnt the fields off. You know, they have that rice thing every year, Ian, where... Uh, the air pollution is yeah. particulate pollution is quite bad. Now everybody seems to be migrating back to Chiang Mai. I'm, I'm actually going to go there after our Bangkok meetup, and it, yeah, it looks like you know 30, 40 digital nomads are in town there, so that's a hot spot. Um, Singapore is a hot spot for the more baller amongst us. A lot of uh, investors and tech guys are hanging out in Singapore right now. I wrote an article at Tropical MBA that we'll link to, uh, claiming that I think Singapore is one of the most happening spots in the world right now. Ian, you know how like. You know, it's kind of like when you hear about places that have happened, you feel like you missed the boat a little bit. Like, you know, Paris with all the expat writers in the 30s and, and uh, you know, Silicon Valley in the late 90s or whatever that was happening. Maybe Boulder in the early 2000s that was happening. Uh, right now, I think it's Singapore. I think Singapore is kind of a hot spot. And then, of course, we've got the dark horse, Manila quite dark actually because it's a rough spot very dark but uh you know there are you know 20 30 solid guys that i know personally in manila so i think manila is is a is an up-and-coming spot obviously there's a lot of business relevance to manila all right everybody thank you so much for hooking us up with your questions on twitter and via email keep them coming we will uh, do our best to get back to you either via email or on this podcast let's get moving on to just the tips. Well, Ian, I've been talking so much, I'm about ready to pass out. So what is your hipster health tip? 
Whoa, easy with the hipster stuff. And by the way, the other, uh, I guess it was the other week now. Jeez, time flies. We were in uh, Vietnam, and some girl said, I dress hipster chic, and I was shattered. I mean, absolutely shattered. Can you imagine? I go on week after week saying how much I hate hipsters, and I got called a hipster myself. Can't wow. Can't believe it. I don't Anyways, think you're even trying. Uh, I'm on man. this I think new that's health kick now that I'm you're, in the United States because so it's easy, it's relatively cheap. Uh, I started experimenting uh, with stuff that I know nothing about, and one of the things that I know nothing about are hemp hearts. And so I started putting hemp hearts in my Greek yogurt. Supposedly, hemp hearts are a great source of protein. I'm willing to put that out there, see what other people have to say <laughs> about hemp hearts. I know they come from Canada. They are relatively inexpensive, but we can't grow them here because we can't have hemp in the United States. I know, awesome idea not having hemp in the United States. Uh, anyways, I tried these hemp hearts. They're actually pretty delicious, um, and they're a great source of protein. So I'd like to put that out there. Anybody have anything to say about hemp hearts? Write me at anything Ian uh, on Twitter, and let's have a conversation about it. Yeah, let's have, a, let's have a conversation about something that no one knows about yet, man, because it's totally underground, and you have to get it shipped in from Canada. Or you could just have a spoonful of peanut butter. You're such a hipster, man. <laughs> such a hipster. <laughs> I do that too. Learn that All right, from everybody. Bauer. <laughs> well, it's been a really inspiring week in the emails. So many uh, cool people signing up for the list and, and sending us emails. Love to hear from you. Find us on Twitter at anything Ian at Tropical MBA, and feel free always to drop us emails and let us know what you're up to. So thank you, Ian, for showing up today. We're going to play you guys out with Jay-Z's classic track. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you all for joining us on the LBP. We'll see you guys next Thursday morning. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do. More hits than an hour eleven. That is no reason to treat me like I'm somehow from out of heaven. Heaven knows that I've made my mistakes. That God, what a guy, as I say, my grace. Who would have thought by making birds migrate for the winter? I'll be fly all summer, might I say? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fuck too kind. Hold your applause. This is shot song, not mine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Too kind. Do me a favor, don't do me no favors. I'll handle mine. Hold me, baby. Yeah, there's no room for toms in the surge, too. I mean, <laughs> technically there's room, but not really. <laughs>